Manila, are you ready to be shocked? If we are talking wires, then no. <laughs> Girl, I'm talking about Electroshock, honey, because she is on the show today. Oh, I'm so excited. So stay tuned, everyone. Forever. Dog. Manila. Latrice Royale. I'm feeling extra glamorous tonight. Giving everything you got. Trying to make it to the top. Never ever gonna stop. Even if you get the chop, chop, chop. Chop. Don't be a bitter bitch. Just make them eat it, honey. <laughs> Welcome to the chop with Latrice and Manila. Who's on top? And who gets the chop? Let's chop it up. Now, last week, Maxi Shield went home, putting Latrice ahead with three queens and myself with two queens in our last queen standing fantasy draft. So I cannot wait to see if we are equal, um, equal on the playing field a little later on. Plus, we will be joined by someone who is shockingly beautiful. It's Electroshock. So let's jump into this week's episode. It's our seventh episode of Down Under, and now it's time for Down Under Speed Limit. Joseph, please start our timer. The queens are back in the workroom after Maxie's elimination, and they are all in agreement that Scarlett won because of her split. Speaking of winning, Kita Mean shares that her top four included everyone but Electra. And good day, good day, good day. It's a new day and time for a talent show spectacular. The only thing spectacular about that talent show was the ending because that was not it, honey. Girl, when I tell you, Art stuffed her face with food. Karen quit her job at finance and started uh, making balloon animals. Uh, <laughs> Kita put on the worst reveals in history. And Electra was uh, in Sia's music video that was never seen by anybody. Um, and Scarlett Adams showed her talent talented pole. Yes, she did. <laughs> yes, yes, she, yes, yes, she did. <laughs> and on the main stage, the queens had to bring their best head with extravagant headpieces. Karen was straight out of a Dr. Seuss book. Electra was hoping to swing her way into the top four. Katie Mean was a chromatica backup dancer. Art was, well, art. And Scarlett was a showgirl. <laughs> Rue asked the hard-hitting question of who should go home? And everyone chose Electra while Electra chose Art. But in the end, it was Electra Shock and Kita Mean who had to lip sync for their life to Untouched by the Veronicas. And we were all left untouched as Electra that shade away. And that's your down under speed limit. Ooh, a talent no. show. It was. Not. Uh, it was a show. <laughs> it was a show. <laughs> I don't know about the, the talent, talent part. part it was kind of suspect. Maybe they could have done like a charisma show or, or a uh, uniqueness well, show or maybe well, even a nerve show. Well, no, some of them had nerve to do that for talent. So <laughs> that was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So let's talk about, let's, let's just like run through this talent show. Latrice. Okay, so, Karen, so, so Karen, Karen Finance. Comes, girl. 
okay. Care of finance. Care for finance, like in the workroom, RuPaul was like, I need you to not be caring from finance just once. <laughs> Please, Please be sexy. Do Please be, be sexy. Debbie does Dallas, at least today. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but so she comes out in this uh, sexy dominatrix kind of like uh, costume and she's going to make balloon animals. And I don't... No, I should say animal. No animal. <laughs> balloon animal. One oh, bitch. Animal. Uh, animal, bitch. Like, <laughs> it was over so fast. I was like, is that it, bitch? Like... You know... No. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I, I wonder, like... Because like, she had, like, a whole, like, bunch of different balloons. So I thought, right, like, I thought she was, was going to use them. She could make at least five of them. Because there was, at like, least. five balloons. Girl, nothing. I mean... I think those are just spares in case they pop. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe those were um, one of the uh, seven kangaroo penises that she already previously made. Damn. I don't know. Courtney damn. asks Australian facts. How many penises does a kangaroo no, have? No, they have seven vaginas. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so don't they have seven penises to go into seven vaginas? Well, that, maybe. That's, maybe. A, I don't that's know. a part. That's a that's a gangbang right there. I gotta um, say, I gotta say that like at least Karen from finance like listened to RuPaul and like did the whole like sexy thing because I feel like if she came out as like you know, fun, clowny Karen from finance, like she usually does and did the balloon animals, it would have lacked a little bit of that, like, thing that the sexiness brought, okay. like that humor so, that the sexiness brought. She brought the sexy, but did not bring the balloon animals. <laughs> like, that's the whole talent. I don't know. Um, it well, was well, what, about, what about arts, though, Kevin? Oh, so, like, after after was, watching that one balloon animal, we get then, what, art putting things in her mouth? Art, Yes, and then I, I was already cringing because I know how Rue is about food and mouth and food going in mouth. I know how she is about it. She does not like it. And then, <laughs> bitch, for you to go up in here and start stuffing stuff. Now, it was funny, and she did look good. She, she did, did look good. She did look good. So, like, part of it, like, I think she got, like, what she was because of the way she looked. Um but bitch, I can shove whole things in my mouth too. I just choose not to because I'm a lady. Yes. <laughs> not in public. Or, or, at least. or you at least require people to subscribe to your OnlyFans first. Right. You're not gonna see it for free, bitch. I'm not gonna give it away. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, like, I, I thought the funny thing was when she opened up that last lid and there was nothing and she was like panicking and looking around. Right. And then she was like, oh, let me just put my fist in my hand. Clever. That was cute. That was clever. Like, she made it entertaining. Yes. That's, she made that something was... so minute, but it, like <laughs> she made it entertaining. Yeah. You know? Just so, silly fun. It was silly, silly fun. fun. I mean, a talent? I don't know. Because it didn't right. even seem like she could fit her whole fist in her mouth. No. Which is, well, whatever. <laughs> and, she, and, and she didn't swallow. So that would have been the real challenge. The real oh, challenge. If yeah, you swallow yeah. all that load that's in your mouth. Anyway, uh, that just took a turn. <laughs> That just took a turn. Uh, <laughs> okay, ketamine. Um, now, the idea of what she's doing and what she did was actually talent. But whoa, these costumes that she turned, she was changing into this quick change talent. Yeah, that part was just like, ooh, 
Yeah, Ooh. I think that I think the the problem with her was that the actual like reveals were, were just not like anything to like be like oh okay ooh, because it was like ah. one one little dress into another color of the of another little dress that the, I don't even know what the dresses even looked like to be honest Tacky. um oh <laughs> 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 uh, but you know what the thing about it is like look is this really a talent ketamine because like it may be a talent for whoever made that costume but like but- to wear it it doesn't. I mean, wearing a costume. Quick, well, no, quick changing. Quick change. The quick change aspect of it is the talent. Like I don't know anybody who can bring up a piece of fabric and then drop it and then has another costume underneath it like that. Mm-hmm. There's an the element of like, yeah, of talent for that. But to me, for me, I was not expecting Scarlett to turn it the way she motherfucking turned it. Scarlett um, Adams for me, baby. When I tell you I was sitting here like this motherfucking hoe better turn, honey. Her cootie cat was out, like flat. She held her tuck. She looked sickening. Her form. Oh, yeah. She worked the pole. She worked the hell out of her pole. Like, I yeah. It was. It was a. It was a. It was a. Nice departure from the the last few talents. Oh my god! I have god. to say, I oh. have to say that. Yeah. Um. I have to say though, like the cameramen were really zooming in hard on that. Uh, that oh yeah. Little tuck there, waiting, they were waiting for something to pop out, bitch. I was too, because you know I seen Bimini Bamboo Lash. You know, I... <laughs> <laughs> <And> tape. <laughs> you still you still on Bimini Bamboo Lash's tape, girl? Are we still? It's a whole nother season. <laughs> We are on a different hemisphere, girl. <laughs> a different continent, girl. <laughs> yeah, I think I think especially because Scarlett Adams said this was her first time ever really performing this. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, it's clearly not her first time ever doing it. But going up and down on a pole. I mean, maybe the first time she did it. Uh, yeah, on camera. On, on camera. Uh huh. <laughs> well, then we got. And then we got Electroshock's interpretive, oh. I wouldn't say interpretive dance, like modern dance. It was modern dance, and um, the look was not modern. Um, no, the look really let her down, and I couldn't focus on what she was doing because of the way she looked. And the yeah. hair was really distracting. That hair was like in her oh, face. It looked like she was wearing the wig on backwards at a certain point. Yeah, I was like, girl, this is not helping you out. And here's the thing that I have with it. It's because like, of all the, the people that came out there and did uh, talent, I'm using quotation marks for our podcast listeners, talent. Um, this is actually a talent, but the thing that she kind of, uh, that kind of like was the hindrance to her was that like she forgot the drag aspect of it. That part. You know what I mean? That like, part. Yeah, because like, I, I, I mean, if this was like, so you think you can dance, like, you know, <laughs> that's that's one thing. But we're, we're a drag competition, so right. drag should be coming first and then the the thing. So I also think that the the song choice, now I'm pretty sure that, like, they, she probably could, like, limited, yeah, they limited whatever, yeah. you know, they could, you know, royalty-free music they Correct. could do. But, like, I feel like that, that also, you know, worked against her in this particular talent show. Well... That's well, that. at least some of these girls were able to make up for it in this main stage runway because we got How's Your Head piece Baby, on the runway. Baby, these head pieces were stunning. 
This is my stunning. favorite runway I of think, the season. Yeah, I think that they all nailed it. Mm-hmm. They all nailed it. Like, there was not a weak link. Like, they all nailed it. It was all different perspectives and, and ideas and concepts. And each one were just stunning in its own And all, each one of them were all executed very, very well. Very well. Like, uh, first of all, Karen from Finance's headdress was so big, she had to duck Which, underneath the door, like the doorway. But what I was living for was the way those... Um, Ostrich feathers were just blowing in the wind when she was standing still. And you can just tell the AC was on. And it mm. was just fluttering around her. It looked like she was in the most... Oh, just, yes. Oh, so beautiful. And then I loved Ketamine's outfit. Uh, like, that whole thing. And then the the the, when, the electric pigtails lit up. And I was just, up, like, mesmerized. I was like, you better take me all the way there, Sailor Moon. Bitch, <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yes, I love that. The whole outfit was 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 fierce. And then Art Simone came out looking like the garden goddess with the butterflies, you know, just floating around. She's like, yeah. H. O'Hara, this is how you do butterflies. This is on how the you runway. do butterflies, and they're in motion, <laughs> like for real. And I'm and not murdering any of them in my tits. No. <laughs> See, I knew there had to be a way to do it right, mm-hmm. and they are all schooling her. Yes, but um. Yeah, and yeah, Scarlett Adams, man, bitch, Ooh. baby, this Zig yes. Phil Follies. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus! It was so good. I loved it. Damn. It, it was, it damn, was, very, it damn, was like damn. a Las Vegas showgirl Ooh. with this headdress. I love that money, bitch. You look excellent, and it was giving me like the like classic old days, like in the thirties. 20s, 30s, yeah, it's like know. those old movies. Like the, oh, yes. Bitch. Where they like descend from the staircase yes. and oh my God, so good. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. And yeah. then my favorite look of this runway was actually Electra Shock and her Moulin Rouge inspired so look. Cute. Bitch, that is so cute. It looked like she's on a swing. It, for real. Yes, and then the which is the top hat, and then the feathers coming out of the top hat to kind of mask like whatever it's support so is making that thing float above her head, and then like, ah, oh, it was just so good. And then she would like just like do a little like plie and like squat, and looks like she's yeah. sitting in the little mm-hmm. uh, in the swing. And I was just brought back to like Baz Luhrmann's Moulin Rouge, honey, baby. The That's French it. are mm-hmm. glad to die <laughs> for love. Oh. <laughs> Live, I live. So good. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the main challenge winner was Scarlett Adams, hands down. Mm-hmm. Like the bitch turned it. Um, the bottom two was Electric Shock and Ketamine, and they did Untouched by the Veronica's. And unfortunately, Electric Shock had to sashay away. Mm. But that's too bad. It's, it's but just she will be are. back. Um, she'll be here on the chop today. So keep on so, listening. But Latrice, before we have to get to Electra, um, it's time to see where we stand mm. with our official the chop drag race fantasy league last queen standing. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Now, now uh, Manila and I, we each chose five queens at the start of the season, and whoever is going to be the winning queen. Um, on the drag ring, uh, the drag race draft will win the last queen standing. Now, if I win, Manila is going to be paying for a pit crew member to come to 
uh, lather me up and massage me and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if one of my queens win, Latrice, you are going to pay for my house cleaner for a day. She might need two or three days to clean up my house, but you only have to pay for one day. Well, let's recap the queens uh, we each have. And um, I started off with Electroshock, Art, Simone, Kidamine, Coco Jumbo, and et cetera, et cetera. And I started out with Maxi Shield, Karen from Finance, Scarlett Adams, Anita Wiglet, and Jojo Zaho. Since Electroshock went home, that leaves me with two queens and Manila with two queens. We are tied. Oh, so we're tied. A tie. A tie. A tie. A tie. A tie. I don't say anything about a tie. Oh, oh my, my gosh. All right. So we're even. We have one episode left. We have a 50-50 chance of our girl winning. And I should start thinking about making more of a mess in my house. So Latrice, you can pay for it to be cleaned. <laughs> You're a mess. Well, let's take a break and then we'll be back with Electroshock. Woohoo! Now we are back and we have a very special guest for you straight off the drag race down under. It is Electra Shock. Welcome to the top, Electra Shock. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? We're doing better now that we see your face. Thank you. It's so oh, nice to meet you. Yes. How yes, are you doing so after right. all of this? Uh, like now that you, um, oh great, the, the, the dust is settling, and how are you feeling? How are you doing? I mean, honestly, I think I mean you girls probably know as well. After that, after that last episode, it's like this sort of sigh of relief. You know, you sort of get to be able to look uh-huh. back on the experience and find the things you enjoy it now instead of stressing mm-hmm. about what's going to come on TV every week. But um, yeah, I, I guess it's it's given me some good perspective now on things that happened, and yeah, I'm really proud of myself. Well, you should be because we're very proud of you. I'm very proud of you personally because I, I like, um, I really connected and identified with your journey as and your 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 struggles, um, and overcoming losing everything. And I know what that that feels like, and I know how it feels to have to rebuild yourself. And so, um, same happened to me on my season of Drag Race. I didn't have a very, I didn't have very much, and I just went with what I could go with and made what I could make and may do but um you know it wasn't my very best drag and I I just had what I had and so like I really commend you for not making excuses and just going for the task at hand and and giving it all you got so um that's a true thank sign you. of a trooper and a fighter and I I'm all about that so thank big you. up I think to it's you, something baby. that you know when we got, you know, when you get the call for RuPaul's Drag Race and, you know, knowing the position, I knew that, you know, you knew the position you're in financially and you, we all sort of know now how much RuPaul's Drag Race is going to cost, you know. Um, a lot. But it was just too big of an opportunity to say no to, you know what right. I mean? Like it was, I was like, I, I do drag and it works in the clubs. So let's see if I can translate that to television. And I think the fashion elements totally, no, didn't translate. But <laughs> I, I do think I got to translate that performance element that I bring into my drag. So I was really chuffed about that. Performance and passion. So those are the Thank things you. that I look for, you know? So good on you. 
Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yes, definitely you were a fighter the entire season. I felt like oh. you um you had to take the defensive most of the t- most of the show. Mm-hmm. So um that that's like got to be hard for you. W- was it difficult to always have like your your quote-unquote sisters coming for you every <laughs> every day in the workroom? It, I mean it really was. I think especially at the start um because we all, you know, we all walk into RuPaul's Drag Race full of, you know, confidence and delusion, you know, thinking that we're the prettiest <laughs> thing there is. Um, and, and, you know, and we all need that sort of knock back, that reality check. And I certainly did. But um, I think, you know, we also are trying to make TV and drama and like be right. fabulous and sassy and fierce. And I think that pressure cooker of Drag Race just made all of that really intense, you know, and, and it made the way I receive it even more intense. So it, it definitely got in my head as you know as as they say but um that was good for me because I really had to then look back at what it was about James that was holding me back and what it was about Electra that wasn't meshing together mm-hmm. and the show just made me smash them two together and and I think now I feel like much more complete of a drag queen I have much clearer vision of what Electra is and what she should do and what she should wear <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's so true. It's so it's it's so interesting because most of us drag queens, you know, the beforehand, we don't get the lens of, you know, this very public television show to mm. kind of watch us back and to be able to evaluate that. So if you can take it as like an experience that you can learn from, then good for you, baby. 100. One. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, it was it was it was 100% a boot camp. It was a great, great boot camp for me, you know? Um, a thigh-high boot yeah. camp, honey. <laughs> thigh-high boot camp. Thigh-high boot camp. Yeah. Well, I have to steal that yeah. from a few dance workshops. That's good, that mm-hmm. one. I love it. Yes. Now, you were on the second season of Kidamines and Anita Wigler's House of Drag. Um, I was. How, was. how was that experience? And did you feel like they were um, harsh when you guys were in the workroom together? or It was... Um, Smaller scale, obviously, like a New Zealand production. So, um, and very much, you know, always sisters and we always get along, things like that. But um, the, the the advantage of doing a show like that and then going to RuPaul's Drag Race is that I was comfortable in front of a camera. So I was ah. able to walk into the workroom and start talking and start chatting. And I think a lot of us now, when we go on the show and we go on RuPaul's Drag Race, because it's so huge, terrified of getting cancelled. Terrified that we're going to say the wrong thing. We're yep. terrified to sort of have a conflict with each other and be ugly. Whereas I think the plus of having that little bit of TV experience for me meant I didn't, I wasn't too worried about being vulnerable. You know, I felt in a safe space in front of the cameras to open up. And I think that allowed people to get to know me better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason I've received so much love is because I opened up. Do you know what I mean? Because it sure as hell wasn't for the gowns. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> or the makeup or the wigs. <laughs> but, but hey. All right, Miguel, all right. <laughs> You're, you're you're very you're very right because like honestly Electra while you're on the show I feel like of all the queens like I feel like we got to know no, you, you the most, the most yeah. with you were the one that was able to open up and we were the one that were, was able to tell your story more so than the other queens which I think is I mean way better official I feel like I know you more a, than I know like Karen from finance you know. Oh, right, I don't know a damn yeah, thing thank about you. that. And, and watching it back, it was it was really noticeable to me as well. You know, I was like, oh wow, I've really been given so much time and like airtime. I was given so much airtime, and I think mm-hmm. that is um, 
as much as we all want to win and we all want to win that grand prize and have that approval of being, you know, the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, it's about getting to know a larger audience and getting to spread the joy we, you know, we do as drag queens. And I think I was given such an amazing opportunity this time. For sure. And you touched on something that's very important as far as opening up and being vulnerable. That fear of being canceled and saying the wrong thing and worried about the fan base is what has destroyed, in my opinion, the essence of what Drag Race was about. Um, back in our day, every, you know, it was mm. full on. We were full on and we catfight if, if oh, the emotions yeah. ran high. You know, that untuck was heated it and was, hot. You and we, were we went there. I we went that. there. Yeah, we went there. We were and throwing the drinks in each other's faces yeah. and snatching <laughs> wigs off each other's heads, girl. Baby. Exactly. exactly. And it, honestly, yeah. I think it's a testament. It's a testament to why you girls have had such long and fabulous careers is because you allowed us to get to know you and you continue to allow us to get to know you and you stay vulnerable and you, you stay growing and learning and sharing your experience. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I'm blessed to, you know, have that journey sort of started on the show, my growth and my learning. So I've still got loads of learning to yeah, do, yeah. so much more things to do. There are more weeks for me to buy, you know. <laughs> so I get to now continue to share yeah. that. And I just I just hope to hope to have the same. We all hope to have the same trajectory that you girls have had because you've made the drag industry is such a beautiful and huge thing for us now, you know? So I just, um, yeah, we're very excited. All the girls. Well, speaking Mm -hmm. of the girls, did you know any of the other girls when you walked into that workroom? Other than Anita and Keita, we knew. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I knew of them all, but I hadn't worked with any of the other, other Australian girls. So I had seen Karen perform mime a couple of times because she toured around New Zealand, but, um, and everyone knows art, you know? So, um, I definitely had seen them all and looked up to all of them, you know, and then then I got to meet all of them and learn how they are in person. <laughs> <laughs> no shades, just tea, honey. <laughs> just the facts, honey. <laughs> mm. um, and, was- and like, you know, we all share a unique experience together. We all have a shared trauma, so there's... We always have that together. Correct. But, you know, That's yeah, the bond. Some of it's hard. Some of yeah. it's hard. It is. Yeah. They think it's all fun and games, honey, but y'all just getting a cut yeah. down, edited version of what went down <laughs> for real. Um, Most definitely. Like, um, who was your top competition when you walked in the workroom? Uh, like, who do you feel like was? I mean, I think when we all walked in, everyone was like, Art, Karen. Huge followings, big fan base, um, you know, huge catalogue of drag and looks mm-hmm. most definitely. So I think at the start, it was the most established queens, you know, that were really the threat. But I also, I guess the pressure of them is they had a lot to live up to. Everyone expected mm-hmm. so, so much of them. They have to, you know, they have to be bringing this comedy, this new personality, these fantastic looks from art. So they, they had their own pressures that they had to deal with, you know. Um, I knew Kida very very well and Kido is really lovely and bubbly and funny and likable and nice and that's why I think she's also done so well in the competition is because as well as just having all the polish and the campery and the foolery that we love down here in Down Under she's just a good person See, and, you can tell and I that. think that it, yeah. yeah and it just it just translates really well on camera she was a support to me there so right from the start wanting to be in the finale I wanted to be there with Kida because she is a mentor to me. She's a, you know, she's been a guide to me. So I just, um, Kida was always big competition, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, she is, she definitely is setting herself apart from the rest of the competition Mm. in her own way. And I think that, uh, definitely she is 
representing a certain style of drag, which we haven't seen yet on on Drag Race, and then packaging it with such like a sweet personality. So that's great. Um, but um, there were some other queens in that workroom that you competed against that didn't quite take a liking to you. <laughs> no. Why, why do you think that was? Why do you think all the queens came for you so hard? I think... Again, I, I, for my own mental health, I've just put it down to the pressure cooker of RuPaul's Drag Race and that we're all trying to make fabulous things. But um, I think as well, a lot of the things they said did come across harsh. It felt very harsh. I had to go back to my hotel room and have a wee moment to myself and be like, whoa, do I need to be here, you know? But I just, I honestly don't think some of the things that they said, they just, they didn't think how it was coming across on TV. Because you watch uh. it back and some of it's, seems really really harsh and it felt really really harsh i don't think they meant it as harshly as they did and i don't i don't you know true true and and there are ways that the the just the heart the harsh truths that people say get uh edited in and then the, all the nice stuff that people yeah. say with you they kind of like that kind of like doesn't make it into the final yeah cut, people so. said some nice things too you know and as I improved, the girls recognized it. You know, as I improved, the girls did go, whoa, you've really shone. You've really, you know, brightened up. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a mixed bag, you know, that experience. But um, I guess, you know, and, and all of it's right. All of it's valid. I can right. get better. My right, ways can improve, right. you know. Right, yeah. Right. Exactly. But yeah. when I had to defend myself, I would defend myself. And you did that, baby. You know what I mean? Like it, had, it all goes to a no point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> talk about my wigs, Not, talk about my dresses, but come for my splits. My splits are going to come for you. Don't <laughs> Speaking of splits, plural, let's talk about your girl group challenge. <laughs> now, you are in hey, three you and a half. Hey, you for it, baby. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> You're in three and a half men. Yeah. And you stood out in your performance as anyone would want to do in this competition, but you were critiqued for being too much of the Beyonce of your group. What did you take from that when the judges were It was were so that? hard to take that badly. Felt, it was so hard to take it badly because I was like, compliment or read, compliment or read, compliment or read. I was like, you stood out because you're Beyonce. I really was like, okay. I was happy to go home for it. You know, I was sort of like, oh, good. Because I know how that story ends. Do you know what I mean? So I was, I was, yeah. I was chuffed with that. Um, but again, all valid critiques, you know, like there were definitely things that I could have done to maybe lift the girls up even higher. I, I personally, that that challenge was the best experience for me because we had such an amazing time together. And I know those girls felt really good about their performance. They felt confident and we had a fantastic time together. But how that translates to the audience is not always the experience that you share on stage. So it's important, you know, take the note, apply it. Well, the thing of it is, is that, you know, I came to your defense. I was I was 100% behind you because I felt like the connection that you had, especially in particular with Maxie, helping her and her, making her feel secure and, and, and confident in her performance, that to me shows leadership and heart and compassion and empathy and patience and all the things that a good teacher and leader would do. And so although I get what the judges were saying because they didn't see that process. So they that didn't part. connect with that's the part they didn't get to mm-hmm. see. We all as a, at home got to see it. So we were right there with you. But unfortunately it didn't 
translate to the judges because they don't know the behind the scenes of that. All they see is what they see. So, um, and if yeah. I hadn't done my high kick and my splits, we all know what they would have said. You know, that was my opportunity. You, do to know. Do. you know, so yeah. it's, you've, you've also when you That's make those choices on Drag Race, every single Drag Race is a 50 50 chance. Yeah. You know, it's true. You got to pick one. That's you, true. You're screwed if you do. You're screwed if you're not. Yeah. If you don't, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's the biggest stage in <laughs> yeah, the world. Of yeah, course, totally. you're going to show totally. out, you know? Of course, you're going to show out. So, good on you. <laughs> you know, every week could possibly be your last week. So, I'm going to do my high kicks and I'm going to do my splits. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if I have an opportunity to be Beyonce, I'm taking it. Yeah. 100% every week. <laughs> well, let's talk about this last episode we had a talent mm-hmm. show um <laughs> and Electra, i'm going to just tell this right to your face i feel like you were the only one that actually came to the competition with an actual talent <laughs> to show um but do you think that because do you think that your talent was the worst it should have been in the bottom because i mean i don't know making balloon animals or sticking your that fist in your not. mouth doesn't seem like a talent to me but w- did you think that you were the worst of that evening blown animal <laughs> i definitely think no <laughs> but i um you know what? it's again it's what the judges were sort of looking a bit too internal do you know what i mean it was what a beautiful ending to my story you know what a really nice way to round off um the journey i went there and the growth that i was feeling and showing um but I think for the judges, it was just sort of like they'd seen a little bit of growth in my looks. And then for me to sort of step back down again that part. was that's what the they noticed, you know? That's the only thing And, that and that's, again, down. just mm. what I got to remember. I just got to remember that and um, remember that when I'm doing drag, that is one of the most important things, as well as all that lovely, wonderful stuff I bring to my performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I get and, it. You know, I got it. I got it. And like you said on the show, it's like, you have this raw talent that you've cultivated over the years and uh, you can still buy like better wigs. Like you can buy that. You yeah. can't buy your dance talent. skills yeah. or your talent, but you can buy yeah. prettier wigs. Yeah, like anyone you. can buy prettier I'm wigs. So. <laughs> so I don't know what my experience is. And it's just is, part of my <laughs> <laughs> You've always had fabulous wigs. You actually, your fashion. Oh. You're the reason uh, that I try too hard and go. Uh, you're my, me and you is very like. Um, what's that show? Nailed it. Uh, and like I'll see a Manila dress and I do, and she's got like a freaking pizza shop on her head and a fucking circus around her back end. And I'll be like, I can try make that, and it'll look like a freaking you know two dollar shop creation walking down the runway. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So um now we've we've recognized your improvement and um and I I mean it's you know a lot of people like have a problem like well this is not about the most improved, you know, and all that kind of go- growth is growth, no matter how you slice it. And I can appreciate and respect uh, growth because it means you're taking in the notes, you're taking direction, and you're striving for excellence, and you're doing things to make it happen. And so that, you know, that's what it's about for me. Tell me about your most favorite outfit that you wore on the show, and your least favorite. Ooh, um, my favorite one 
I mean, it's sort of, I always toss up between a couple. I really enjoyed the last one because I think I've sort of clicked that that was what Rue was looking for in me, this combination of sort of amping up the beauty, but also keeping the campery and sort of having that extra element that makes it drag. Um, so I enjoyed that because, again, really fulfilling moment and really completing for me. I loved my tie dress um, uh-huh. in the creation challenge because that was, again, really where I started to find an aesthetic that was working yeah. for me you know so ever since drag i've kept those bigger hips you know and sort of really to find my silhouette and i've started wearing more sort of long slinky gowns and and used my body to highlight my drag um which is what something rue sort of liked in me so i'm just i'm mm-hmm. just taking those elements and what worked on drag race i'm now applying to help me improve you know so um those two definitely and then my first look uh, my hometown look which was Tamaki Makoto and the Kodawai and they were, they were all those things were gifts and was made with my family and friends and things like that so that was a special look to wear as well fabulous so what was your least and most favorite challenge that you got to do while you were on the show hmm. i mean i loved the infomercial cuz i won um, <laughs> yes, also, for your yeast, honey. <laughs> yeah. And infomercials and things like that, I guess, are sort of as well, and maybe for you guys as well, it's sort of what I want to do. You know, we want to be on television. We want to be hosting. We want to be presenting. We really want to enter that sort of world where we can make money off of our drag. Yeah. And so succeeding in that challenge, was really that was a really good feeling because I thought, that's right, we're on the right path, you know? And so, so that was a good one for me to win, I think. Um and then my least favorite challenge, ooh, I think probably like the ball, the first one, the runway, because I knew that my runways were going to be weaker. So when mm. it's solely based on just the fashion element and just yeah. what your drag is and the level of it, that definitely was, I was like, ooh, terrified. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, yeah. most most of the challenges I felt confident in. You did turn out the looks though. You had some, you had some good, like your makeover challenge was fantastic. And I loved your Moulin Rouge hanging from the swing moment. That that that, was that headpiece everything. was so good, mm-hmm. so creative. And I gagged when I saw it because Thank first of all, I love Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge. It's love Nicole Kidman, it. so it's already she's yeah. down under. So it's like <laughs> it's it's yes. in line with the show. And um, yeah, that's what was, I was, my references were probably too broad, but it was. It was Nicole Kidman. It was made in Australia. You know, it was all very that sort of vibe. I love it. It was so good. It so was so good. good. Thanks. <laughs> that swing, bitch, <laughs> gagged when you came up, and you looked like you were sitting on it. I don't know how you did that. It was so good. We did. We said, you know, we wanted to get it just at the right height so I could just sort of soften my knees and sit down, you know. Oh, perfect. But all, again, that's, so that's a look that the concept I love, but I'd love to improve again, you know. I'd love to amp it up and elevate that and, mm. you know. Um, and then it's also, I started to want to create things that when we perform live or, you know, when we, all these work the world tours that now become a possibility for us being part of this franchise, um, now I could come down on a swing. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of all of these things that can, I can like translate and play off and all this, yes, you know, this stuff. You so think it's about all about being you creative better, and just sort of, you, yeah. You better take Balak Chosky's gig. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. Love Fabulous. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right on back more with Electroshock. And I got the job. You got the job. You got the job. You got the job. You got the job. Girl, you got the job. Chop, 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 chop. 
We're back with Electra Shock here on the Chop. Now each week, Electra, we do our our tops and our chops. Uh, we highlight our favorite and our least favorite moments from the episodes of Drag Race Down Under. But this one, we're going to do your whole experience on the season. So, Latrice, what is one of your tops of Electra's uh, time on? Down under. Oh, hands down. Um, the the connection when you were telling your story, your backstory, and uh, what you've overcome. So that right there was my top top moment because I felt like I got to know you, and it changed my entire perspective uh, on you and the way I saw you. So um, that is my top moment. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's really special. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my top moment is the fact that you made the girls all so <laughs> mad and bitter the entire time. It just it just cracked me up because you, I don't know, you just rubbed everyone the wrong way and it made for some amazing <laughs> television good. for sure. But the thing is, like you you held your ground, you defended yourself the entire time, and you were able to uh, take even the little, like, their little um, uh, comments and, and the judges' comments, and you were able to improve on it. So you were, they, they were eating their words by the end of the season, girl. Yeah. I love that. That was so Thank fun you. watching you, watching you make these girls so squirm so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Top, honey. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> how, about, how about your top? What is, what is your top moment from the show? Your experience on um, the show? I mean, probably very similar, you know, connecting with the girls and, and you know, making those friendships and connections. But um, honestly, I think that when we made our own dresses, that tie runway, I felt beautiful. And I felt beautiful because it was a combination of backing myself and, like, I listened to critiques. I'd made my, you know, changed my outfit, made a new dress, and then Karen lent me a wig. So it was this beautiful combination of advice, my own work, and a little bit of help. And I just felt like uh, a really complete, beautiful picture uh, on the runway. And I just, gorgeous. yeah, that yeah. embodied everything that I want my drag to embody. So um, yes. that was a real top moment for me. Yes, oh, I, I like that. that. Okay. Yes. All the right answers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's crazy because like a lot of, as I've been doing these interviews and things like that, I come across, I'm like, Shit, that sounds cheesy as hell. But Drag no, Race really was therapy. <laughs> it, it, had all the, it had all the hard things. It had all the shit things that you girls would have experienced. All the long hours, the rubbish, you know, crap this. What is Being this? Tired, I'm not going to eat this for exhausted. breakfast. Like, yep. 100%. Yeah. But I grew. You know, I got more than that than I could have paid for. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I left it so, so positive. Yeah, absolutely. Fabulous. Okay. Well, what about... The chops, electroshock, honey. Uh, Latrice, what is what is your chop moment for for electro on this season? I am chopping. I will apply this note now, Latrice. So mm, make it good. Mm, I'm gonna. Oh Latrice, my god, Latrice, now, I will apply this note. It, it it because it let everything else down. It just took completely away from what you were giving in this last talent competition. That hair. Number one, oh my God, it is a complete burn it, bitch. Take that shit out. 
put some wood and some kerosene to it, baby, and light her up, bitch. Let her go. Don't ever wear her again. She does not do you any service at all. <laughs> and put on your Instagram live, girl. I bet you you'd make Baby. a lot of you'd get a lot of viewers for that. <laughs> Let it go. I could deal with the lyrical yes. dress, even yes. though it was, you know, it was just a little. But that hair, yep. baby, no, ma'am, Pam. It was that a man. Oh, I was a man. That was a man dancing. That was a when man. I tell you, <laughs> full out. <laughs> he really, he really was feeling himself. <laughs> Manila, your chop. Oh my gosh, I don't want to say my job. Do it. It can't be worse than mine. You had what you had how those girls was. I respect your decision, so come on. Okay. Um well I don't know. Like I wanna chop your Moira Rose, but it was too good to to chop. Because first of all, um your Catherine O'Hara uh snatch game was it was it was entertaining. I don't know what the accent was though, so I'm gonna have to chop that Moira Rose accent a little. Oh, bit. that's a line. That's who you were trying to be. I couldn't. I didn't even know that part. I was like, who was she? I, 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 I love. I is, loved, again. I loved it, but <laughs> the accent. Oh yeah, the Paula, the Manila. No. Okay. It's a chop. <laughs> but you did you did good on you did good on the on the snatch game. You actually you actually were one of the one of the better characters. It it was it was it was not Captain O'Hara at all. Baby. But I appreciate you for trying because it is such an a gay yeah. iconic like an iconic gay like uh, character that we all love. So it's about being silly, you know. Show. I think Snatch Game ends up it is probably silly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Okay, what is your chop? <laughs> yeah, what's My your chop? chop? You gotta chop something now, too. Mm, um, I think <laughs> I would probably chop most of the runways. Um, <laughs> most of the runways. <laughs> most of the runways. Most of the hair. I probably would, ch- oh, you know, let's chop everyone saying my name at the end. Bitches. Oh, that's, but, um, that's a big old boo. But yeah, that sucked. Yeah. It was hard. And that I think um, it was hard. But, uh, you know, again, I think the chops, you know, are all things that we already know. You know, the wigs, the dresses, the yeah. things. But they're all things that like you said that we can improve on, we can refine, we can grow, we can keep getting better. Um, but overall, the experience, hearing my name four times was just like a nice sweet last punch yeah. in the gut. I was like, oh, mm. gosh. And I was like, um, but it was, you know, it, I accepted it. You know, it wasn't enough to push me over the edge, you know, like, Correct. and that's fine, you know, because yeah. now I know what I need to go away and work with. And when I see you at All Stars, we'll see what we bring, you know. But oh, um, trust me, part of the, some of those girls aren't going to make it to All Stars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make good television, honey. You got to yes. be better than, and that you gotta be better than you, yeah. So. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, that is our tops and our chops with Electra Shock. Thank you so much for coming on our show. We really, really, really enjoy having you. And we are so rooting for you and know that you're going to be amazing. And that this is just the beginning for you. So um, just know that you have family and friends here at The Chop who are supporting and looking for the next thing, honey. So this <laughs> is where you your girls. work now. Been... This is where the work begins now, honey. So right yeah. here. So yeah. Yeah. It's been an honor also to talk to you girls. This is, you know, these are the things that when we all start, I think, enter drag race, especially in any part of the world, we're like, we get to speak to the, you know, the girls and we get to do the podcast <laughs> and we get to meet yeah. you guys. So um thank you so much for letting us into your family and and sharing that love. Of course. Of course. Thank you thanks, so much. Darling. And thanks so much for all of you who are out there listening to The Chop. We have new shows every Tuesday and every Thursday. Yeah, so make sure you subscribe to our show and you can rate and review us on your podcast app. Yeah, and you can send us an email. We might read it on the show next week. Just email Manila at gmail.com. And follow us at Latrice Royale and at Manila Luzon. And Electra Shock, where do we follow you? You can find me at, at The Real Electra Shock on Instagram, or I have a new website, www.therealelectroshock.com. Woohoo! Lovely work. And we'll see you all next week to find out who gets the chop. Who is the chop? Who is the chop? Forever. To listen to The Chop ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. The Chop is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Latrice Royale and Manila Luzon. Produced by Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Big Dipper, Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is The Chop by Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale.